Hi! Welcome to You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids. I'm Jackson. And I'm Squid. And we love everything. This is podcast 008. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is podcast number 008. What are we talking about today, Squid? <laughs> Squid, is everything okay with your voice? I told you I wasn't feeling good. I feel like mom got me sick. I didn't think she was really sick. Yeah, I thought she was really sick. I thought she was dying. <laughs> okay, so I have some current events. This Ooh. is technically going to be our first podcast since our new president has been elected. Uh, whoopee. Yep, we are now officially under the reign of President Trump. So everyone get ready for the golden showers. Golden showers? Yeah. He loves gold, and he loves to pee on people. So golden showers. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So I have all the facts on Trump's inauguration. Uh, it brought in over 30 million viewers. Is that a lot? I well. Feel like, I feel like that's like Super Bowl numbers, like, like less than Super Bowl numbers. Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, um, an audience of 30.6 million people tuned in to watch Donald Trump's inauguration. Ratings for Mr. Trump's inauguration were on par with former President George W. Bush's and Bill Clinton's in 2001 and 1993. It was more than um, Obama's second campaign win. Because, um, you know, not when he was elected the first time, when he was elected the second yeah. time. Um, the ratings were 20.6 million, but his first inauguration scored 37.8 million. Hmm. Um, the largest uh, presidential viewership, I guess, was Ronald Reagan, which had 41.8 million viewers in 1981. Yeah. They expected it to be larger because the first battle between Mr. Trump and the Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton had brought in 84 million viewers, which was the most ever for a presidential debate. So the fact that the debate had more people watching it than his actual inauguration. Well, you saw you saw the pictures of how little people showed up. Yeah. More people, like, what? I want to say ten times the people showed up to the Women's March than went to the inauguration. <laughs> yeah. Um, these are Nielsen figures, though, but they don't all they don't factor in live streaming across the web. Um, from media companies such as uh, the New York Times, CNN, BBC News, and Wall Street Journal, which all aired on Facebook Live and PBS stream coverage on Twitter. Mm. So they don't even know actually um, how many total people saw it. But those are just saw you know, it live. Yeah, those are just people who watched it through conventional television. Ah. It's I have here that his speech was considered nationalistic. That's what I heard with all the buzzwords that he used. Yeah. Um, it says, President Donald Trump delivered what historians and speechwriters said was one of the most ominous inaugural addresses ever, reinforcing familiar campaign themes of American decline while positioning himself as the protector of the country's forgotten men and women. Yeah, I remember I, I was watching Trevor Noah and he was like, is this the opening for the Terminator? <laughs> because yeah. of the type, the type of ominous doom and gloom that Trump's been casting for the the state of the country. Yeah, I have a couple of quotes here of stuff that he said. I have, um, we share one heart, one home, and one glorious destiny. Yeah. The oath of office I take today is an oath of allegiance to all Americans. Pretty much, in general. It sounded like we were about to go to war with, with everyone. Yeah. 
Uh, it says, Mr. Trump's team said the speech was modeled on the inaugural address of Andrew Jackson, who took office in 1829, after a similar populist movement lifted the anti-establishment candidate. Mr. Trump is the first American elected without previous government or military experience. Much of the speech was written by Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon, who are two of Mr. Trump's top advisors. Bannon said that the speech was intended to touch on the same themes as his campaign. It was an unvarnished declaration of basic principles of his populist and nationalist movement, and it was given in a very powerful way. Eh. Sure. More like threatening. I don't know. I guess it was, it's, it's that same, the same shit that he spewed on the campaign, where it's just end of the world doom and gloom like fear-mongering yeah trump used the words america first and radical islamic terrorism for the first time in an inauguration (laughs) and america first is the theme of his version of economic nationalism Uh, mr trump declared that a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of this country. Like his predecessors, Mr. Trump used common words like great, which he said six times, God, which he said five times, and power, which he said four times. Power. Power. Oh, yeah. Did you see that the White House national website was promoting Melania's jewelry for sale? Yeah. Uh, I, the thing I heard about the website was that um, it no longer offers a Spanish version. That's fucked up. Yeah, it no longer offers a Spanish version of it. And they're and they're they're peddling Melania's jewelry line. Uh, this is the first time that Republicans will control Congress and the presidency since 2005 to 2007 under George W. Bush. With full party control, the GOP leadership hopes to push through an aggressive policy agenda that includes repealing and replacing the Affordable Care Act, cutting taxes, and easing regulations on business. Uh, Republicans only hold 52 seats in the Senate, which is short of the 60 needed to pass most legislation. So it's not a full-on bloodbath, but they do have majority. Uh, What I thought was really funny is that... um, what on Kevin and Bean they had um, a guy go around asking or they were commenting on somebody it basically had somebody going around asking um, random people on the street what um, which one would they rather have Obamacare or the uh, Affordable Health Care Act and they didn't realize it's the same thing yeah they were like well I don't like Obamacare or well I like Obama so I guess Obamacare like most people didn't even know what the fuck it was oh yeah so yeah, that's. I don't even pay attention to that shit, and I knew that. <laughs> right, that's crazy. Yeah, it's we, like when they it's like when you they do the Jimmy Kimmel shit on the street. Oh yeah, they go out and just talk to random ass people. Yeah, and, the, and then they're like, "How many states are in the union?" Like, uh, fifty-three. See, but I think that one's a trick question because I know that it was fifty, and then there was debate over there being fifty-one because I know there was like a vote held in Puerto Rico. And I didn't keep up with that enough to know what actually happened. Right now, Puerto Rico's still still just a what? What do they call that? A territory. Yeah, the territory of the United States. There yeah. are fifty-two, including Alaska and Hawaii. So they were close when they said fifty-three. Yeah, but you should know that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, with that, it's more. It's, it's kind of one of those things where you're taught fifty states, and then you're taught. Oh, no, there's more, and then you're talking, oh, wait, wait, we're doing more. It's kind of like 
how Pluto's not a planet, but then now Pluto's a planet, and then now there might be other planets, but they're not technically planets, so just really giant moons. Oh, yeah, and how the U.S. actually has, well, what did they say on QI? Like, how many moons does the Earth actually have? Yeah, well, when you're counting a moon as a celestial body that... That's orbiting a that giant acts as a satellite. celestial body. Yeah, that acts as a satellite around the Earth, and technically there's, like, over 100 moons, but... In order for That's it to cool, originally though. be cast, like, well, the original, um, what is it? The original classification for a moon required that it had to be a certain size. And then they got rid of that. It's like, if you want to, I think that asking people those kind of questions makes them triple think what their answers are going to be. Well, yeah, because then you think it's a trick question. Yeah, because why else would they ask you something that's that easy? It's like, man, they're going to just do this to get me to say something stupid. Like, is Yeah, like, there are seven dwarves. But are there? Well, technically, Sleepy is always sleeping. So, so there's only six are, are conscious ones. Are you talking ones. about conscious dwarves? Yeah. And does Dopey count as one full per full dwarf? <laughs> if he's never there. Or is he? Or is he <laughs> half of a dwarf? <laughs> okay. I also wanted to mention the Women's March. Women. That happened the day after vagina. Trump was elected. Uteruses. Um, so for those of you who don't know how the march originated, um, tubes. the idea for the marches came when a retired attorney in Hawaii, Teresa Shook, demoralized by Trump's win, created a Facebook event calling for a rally in Washington. The event took off and became a global phenomenon with more than 1 million people signing up to march and more estimated to have joined in on Saturday. It's like the women of the world were sitting on a powder keg and Donald Trump lit the match, says one of the group's organizers organizers in a statement um but protester signs were also dominated by anti-trump messages such as get your tiny hands off my uterus and mm -hmm. you can't comb over misogyny shook said that the negative the initial negative reaction to trump had been turned into a positive all of these people coming together to unite to try and make a difference is what we're going to be doing for the next four years i mean that's what they that's what stephen Col colbert had said that it, that if if you really care about these issues get involved yeah as trump took part in the rituals of new presidency attending a uh, prayer service at the national cathedral hundreds of thousands of protesters flocked to attend the women's march on washington um on the nearby national mall uh, turnouts totaled more than a million nationwide and appeared in major cities from boston to chicago to los angeles this is the moment of the beginning of the revival of the women's movement, Senator Christian Gilbrand of New York declared to the crowd in Washington. Trump had no immediate response to the day's protests, although he did indulge in a lengthy attack on the news media for reporting that the size of the crowd of, at his inauguration had been smaller than the audience for Barack Obama's first swearing in 2009. It was, though. You yeah. could see empty space. You so know, much empty space. Yeah, but um, I've seen... Okay. I don't know if it's photoshopped or anything, but I've seen people online um, showing pictures of the inauguration after it had already started and it had a bigger crowd. And it's like your cherry picked photo is cherry picked uh, where they're showing where the picture that they chose to show for Trump's inauguration was yeah, before the uh, actual inauguration. But it's funny, though. Yeah. I choose to believe in the funnier of the photos. <laughs> I choose humor. Yeah, I, I will I will go the way of Kevin and choose humor. 
Uh, protesters mentioned a range of reasons for their attendance, from Trump's cabinet picks to his campaign rhetoric to his intentions regarding the funding of the arts. Republican plans to defund Planned Parenthood and repeal the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare were huge draws as well. People were brought together mostly by their opposition to him, said Patrick Egan, a New York uh, a NYU political analyst. Um, but it was not like rallies for reproductive rights or gay rights. They're scared that without unifying issues that this type of com camaraderie won't be easy to sustain. Uh. Like they think that just like right now it's, oh yeah, we're all against Trump. But then when you start talking to individual people, some of them are okay with the defunding of Planned Parenthood. Some of them are, are, are okay with the repealing of the Affordable Care Act. So in general, it's just we have a common enemy right now. Yeah. Um, Hillary Clinton uh, tweeted her support for the marchers, saying, thanks for standing and speaking and marching for our values, um, and then invoked her campaign slogan, I truly believe that we're always stronger together. <laughs> I could feel your eye roll. <laughs> I could feel it. Again, uh, <laughs> dad's new wife energy. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, we can whimper, we can whine, or we can fight back. Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts uh, said at the Boston gathering, I'm here to fight back. We are here. We will not be silent. We will not play dead, and we will fight for what we believe in. Uh, in Washington, Senator, Senator Camilla Harris, the California Democrat who gained notice in the week since she took the office, offered a passionate search in, of the crowd's potential. She said, we the people have the power. It's going to be harder before it gets easier. I know we will rise to the challenge, and I know we will keep fighting no matter what. Let's buckle in because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, Trump did eventually acknowledge the women's marches. Nah. Uh, I kind of don't even want to know. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. Uh, he tweeted, Peaceful protests are a hallmark of our democracy. Even if I don't always agree, I recognize the rights of the people to express their views. Hmm. Uh, his another tweet said, "Watched protests yesterday, but was under the impression that we just had an election. Why didn't these people vote? Celebs hurt cause badly. That's like the exact thing you said. Celebs hurt cause badly. What celebs? I know there were a bunch of women, but of female celebs. There were there were a couple celebrities that talked. Like uh, Michael Moore was there. Oh. Yeah, the Scarlett Johansson said a couple things, like just you know Hollywood stuff. Why would they? That wouldn't hurt the cause though. He's just mad because nobody cool wanted to go to his inauguration. Uh, a tr uh, he tried to get the Rockettes and they said no. <laughs> Die. Um, a spokesman says that Trump believes that a lot of the marchers weren't even protesting him. Okay. Um, sure. Sure. He said Trump is cognizant to the fact that a lot of these people were there to protest an issue of concern to them and not against anything. The rhetoric the, the, of the, the issue of concern <laughs> is that he was elected president. Yeah. Although Trump is not mentioned in the platform, we are confronted with the question of how to move forward in the face of national and international concern and fear. It says, um, the rhetoric of the past election cycle has insulted, demonized, and threatened many of us, and our communities are hurting and scared, which is the first sentence of the March's mission statement. Yeah, so he's like, no, they weren't, I guess they, women they were protesting. They just don't like what I've been doing. They're not protesting me, but just everything I've done. <laughs> God. Yeah, essentially. So, kind of makes you feel all kinds of happy. <laughs> I feel like I need to drink faster. 
Right. It's like the whole women's march was specifically because of the misogyny that he's made completely okay now in middle America. And he's like, oh, you're not protesting me. It's not necessarily that he made it okay. It's more like he, he made it excusable. Yeah. And that is so much worse. Yeah, uh, Aziz Ansari had, um, he was on SNL, and that's what he was talking about. He said there was a new type of racist that he's found was emerging, and it was the, um, this is okay because now Trump is president. It's that you go back to Mexico because Trump is now president. You go back to where you came from because Trump is now president, so this is okay now. That's weird. Right? It's like, um... It's like a hidden racist. The, the person who was scared to say it because they didn't want to be labeled a racist, but now that there's a racist as a president who's not ashamed of being racist, they're like, oh, well, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah. That doesn't... No. That doesn't make it... That doesn't make it right. <laughs> It's just, it's like it's like if everybody went out and got orange spray tans. That doesn't make it right. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're pretty. It means that, you're that orange. That's it. Yeah, it means you're orange. It doesn't mean that you're tan. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Hey. Yeah, it's a crazy new. It's crazy. Just the ripples in the pond. Like that type of shit. That stuff pisses me off. Like I I don't get angry very easy, but ah. Ah, I want to punch people in the face when I hear shit like that. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's only been, like, a couple days. What, two days? A day? No. A day and a half? He was um, going in on Friday, and we're recording this on a Tuesday. On the Tuesday after. On a Tuesday? On the Tuesday. No, today's Monday. Yeah, I was like, today's Monday. (laughs) Yeah, because you're depressing me. Uh, I was just trying to keep you. My informed. whole body feels depressed. Thank you. I don't. I don't necessarily like to talk about politics, but this is our new president and needs to get mentioned at least once. Okay. I was hoping we could just close our eyes and shut our ears and crawl out a hole for the next four years. <laughs> right. Uh, a hole sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. Let's ostrich this bitch. <laughs> just head right in the sand. Not coming up for air. This month in history. Let's do this month in history. This month in history. History. It's this it's month in history. 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 It's this month in history. History. Did you forget history. your song for this month yes, in history? Yes, I did. I forgot. I'm making it up right now. History. History. This month <coughs> in history. January 5th, 1925. Mm-hmm. Nellie Taylor Ross of Wyoming became the first female governor inaugurated to the U.S. Ah. January 6, 1941, President Franklin Roosevelt delivered his State of the Union address to Congress asking for support for the Lend-Lease Program aiding allies fighting the Axis powers. Roosevelt also defined the four essential freedoms worth defending. Freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. Sad. We're very afraid right now. Oh, yeah. And we want lots of things. Yeah, I I don't really think... uh, (coughs) The thing about everybody... It's like, okay, there's a duality that is constantly battling inside me when it comes to Trump. One half is, you know... You're a Republican? 
it's probably my Republican roots, but it's one half is like kn- knows that it's going to be so hard for LGBT regis- like legislation to get passed, anything about um, women's rights, uh, basically a- any type of like anything that 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 would be considered progressive, uh, progressive <laughs> so like socially socially progressive legislation is just not going to get passed like within the next four years it's just not going to happen and that scares the crap out of me because there's still a bunch of people who are living without rights Mm. like basic human rights still not having and then there's the other part of me which is like yeah but will it really be that bad i mean how much can a president really do yeah you think you think about that but then there's never been a president (coughs) with this much of a majority within his own party. I mean, yeah, the the Republican Party has, like, disavowed him several times over, and yet he's got Paul Ryan in his pocket. And not just that, not just do, not only does he have a majority in the House and in the Senate, but he's got empty seats to fill on the Supreme Court. Yeah, that's true. So they're saying, like, if he's ever going to make, he's in a prime position to get shit done. Yeah, but um, Obama was in that position, too. When he was first elected, it, the whole house was uh, Democratic. True. And he had two um, seats filled on Supreme Court. for uh, I can't remember who they were, but they were both women. And he did that. I mean, he's Obama was in the same position that Trump is in. Yeah. I, and it I was mean, so hard for him to pass any type of legislature. Like, I remember at every single turn, he was just being, like, snubbed. Well, he—I think he did the most passing of laws in his last like month, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you see his bucket passing? Yeah. Did you see that he passed a bill that gave I think Palestine money? I can't remember exactly how much, but it was for like relief efforts or something. Like on his like last hour, he 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 pushed that shit through. <sighs> I feel like. He would have gotten more done had he not been worried about getting elected again. You mean his first term? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I know, but th- that's what I keep fighting in my head. Where one's like, how much can he really get done? And if he is as... Um, but even any step backwards is a bad step. I know, any step not forward is technically like a step backwards. But... I don't know. It's like uh, that's why I keep getting the, the that's what keeps getting fought in my head is is the Sydney that wants to or the Squidney that wants to scream because she feels powerless and like her government isn't for her, and then the Sydney that's like, well, you don't have any faith in your government anyway, so why would that change? Hmm. You know, it's like Congress doesn't get shit done anyway. So what am I really scared of? True that home slice. Yeah, but that's that's the duality I was talking about. I guess you know, only time will tell. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yep. On to January 7th, <laughs> 1999. First presidential impeachment trial in 130 years began. Nixon? As, as members of the U.S. Senate were sworn in by Supreme Court Chief Justice William Rehnquist to decide whether President Clinton should be removed from office. For what? House prosecutors had delivered two articles of impeachment charging Clinton with perjury and obstruction of justice. Was this because of Monica Lewinsky? I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Because of a blowjob? Because of lying about it. (laughs) 
Not, he's like, wait, what's what's the Family Guy line? He says, it depends on what your definition of jizz is. <laughs> but it didn't actually happen. No, but the first presidential impeachment trial in 130 years. Because oh, he got a blowjob from an intern. <clears throat> well, because he got caught. There's a difference. Still, you don't know how many blowjobs he's had. That is ridiculous. No, but what's ridiculous is that his wife ran. Yeah. So, I, I, I remember hearing Dave Chappelle talk about that shit where he was like you know what that's like my wife going I'm gonna have myself a show too it's gonna be the Chappelle show it's like bitch that's my thing <laughs> I, thought, I just thought it was so funny it's like you think because you're you're you think you're qualified I'm not saying that she isn't because she's also a lawyer and also an attorney she's been in politics but just the fact that her husband was president, now she's like, I'm going to be president. Well, technically, she can't. She's she not couldn't, president. yeah. Which also makes me sad. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I have very mixed feelings. But I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, that's pretty funny. January 11th, 1964. The U.S. Surgeon General declared cigarettes may be hazardous to your health. Yay! The first of such governmental report. <laughs> you know, I think those cigarette things might be killing people. Not not even killing. They might be hazardous. Yeah. Might be they, hazardous. They might you. be negative. You're not sure when they Maybe. might be. Maybe. Yeah. All that tar in your lungs ain't good, I don't think. You know, there's Maybe been a couple not. of deaths. It's, it's not a plus. A couple of cancer cases have been ri- like rising up out of the woodwork. Hmm. I think that this tobacco thing might not be quite what we bargain for. Who needs to breathe? Right. Who needs air? Uh, hacking. Hacking coughs. <laughs> Everyone's got them. Right. Like, is this because we're blowing tar into our lungs? Nah, oh. that can't be it. Hmm. That might be it. But I'm not going to say for sure. Nah. But nah. Because nah. they taste so good. <laughs> I love me that nicotine. I love that, I love I love me to smoke when I drink. Ah, what was it that we were watching? Ah, I can't remember what program we were watching where they talked about how cigars when they like were like a hundred cigarettes or something. No, no, no. Um, uh, fuck. When they started um, making cigars like fat cigars, the two times they used kitty litter. Ew. To fill in the extra so they wouldn't have to use more tobacco, which That's was more expensive. That's so gross. But the thing is, it, was, it wasn't because... Um, Did it smell like fresh stuff? <laughs> no, it wasn't like any like palate cleansing thing. It was because when you light it and you smoke it, it's tasteless. I don't want to smoke kitty litter. But those were only like for the super fat cigars because they started selling those and they would sell them at like a premium. But then there was like competition. I can't remember what show I was watching. If you haven't heard of it... Yeah, they would. Maybe it was it was an episode of QI I hadn't seen. Oh, yeah. That makes sense though. Like they talk about that. Yeah. Probably on episode C for cigars, or K for kitty litter. <laughs> K for kitty litter. Or C again, but for cheap. <laughs> or D for disgusting. Okay, and on to a birthday. Hmm. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> was born in the British West Indies. He was a founder of the United States 
who favored a strong central government and co-authored the Federalist Papers, a series of essays in defense of the new Constitution. He was selected by George Washington to be the first Secretary of the Treasury and then died from a gunshot wound received during a duel with Aaron Burr, which you can watch on Drunk History. Yeah, it was a super fascinating episode. Yeah, two with girls played him. <laughs> a girl played Aaron Burr and uh, two, two actresses I really like. Yeah. I forget. what What's that other show that she's doing right now? One of them's doing Legion. Like she's one of the crazy ones, do it, it, it like staring at him in the commercials. She was also in a uh, something and something need wedding dates. Mike and Dave. Yeah, she's the other girl. Yeah. yeah. And um, the other chick is in that one show about that chick who really wants to find that random person that she doesn't even know they're she oh. she went to high school with them or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she can't explain why she really wants to find them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've seen previews for that one. Yeah, playing uh, Hamilton and hey, Aaron Burr. Talk about like crazy instant success. I mean, to us, it's instant. I mean, I'm sure he struggled for a while to yeah. get himself noticed and shit. But talk about from from being a like obligatory to just flat out in the zeitgeist. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. We will never not know Hamilton. Yeah, but you know what really pisses me off about all the Broadway shit is that by the time it gets to Los Angeles, it has a new cast. Yeah, new cast. And, and they don't and even the, film the, the original the, cast so that I can get the DVD. And the tickets sell for so much. And they you sell out so and fast. And you can't even you can't even afford to buy a ticket. And I want to see it. I love musicals. I want to see it. And I can't afford it. Even if I was rich, I couldn't afford it. (laughs) Like, they did the uh, Hamilton mixtape that uh, Questlove had produced. Questlove. He's like, Questlove's texting me. Um, So Jimmy Fallon's on it, and um, Queen Latifah's on it, and they got, like, a bunch of really, um, really good artists to do the songs from the musical and they're on like a cd and like that's all well and good and everything if you've already seen it i no, i know a few people who've actually just listened to the the music Mm -hmm. and that's it really because they can't afford to go see the show so it bugs me so much like i I would even go see it in theaters when they do like the pantages stuff oh yeah yeah yeah. or or, like you see it on fandango or like come see the metropolitan opera for one night only and you're like Oh, maybe. Like, if they had Hamilton on that, I would go see it. I would honestly go see it. It's just so upsetting. But it's not like... It's like if I really wanted to, I could... I'd have to buy a ticket, plan a trip to New York. Like, and I would have had to buy the Hamilton tickets, like, months in advance. And you, with money you don't have. Exactly. And buy a plane ticket with money you don't have. Yeah, but I think I covered that. That I don't have any money to even buy a ticket, let alone <sighs> afford the travel mm. expenses. And get a new outfit to go to the theater with. <laughs> Jackie, if money I had it, I wouldn't have. give a shit what I was wearing if I spent no, all my I'm money a going, on the ticket. I'm going. I'm going. Argyle socks, <laughs> bunny slippers. Because <laughs> that's fancy. I go with my hair up, got my top bun. <laughs> Got my bun I, ser- I seriously hate people who wear a bun in public. <laughs> so just like not even the fancy ones. N- 
No, I mean, it's got to be real fancy. <laughs> real fancy. I'm so fucking safe. But I feel like any girl who wears a top bun, I'm like, girl, you are broadcasting your laziness. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me mad. Why? Because you would never leave the house in a top bun? No. No. Yeah. My boyfriend saw my clip the other day, my hair clip, and he's like, whose is that? I was like, that's mine. And he's like, I never see you wear that. And I was like, <laughs> I know. That's it. I, I know. Sure <laughs> like, that's my life purpose. <laughs> make you not see that. Not see the top one. Mm-hmm. Top one is. But to be it's fair, for, it's for me only. To be fair, you have so much hair, it's not so much a top bun as it is like a top oval. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I can't, I can't even use a hair clip the way normal people use a hair clip. Because otherwise my hair is too heavy, it will fall out. Yeah. So I have to put, make sure that it's sitting on top of my head. And that's what I do with my ponytails. <laughs> sitting on top of your head? Well, towards the top of my head. Because if it goes we, down we, too far, oh my goodness, we were just blessed with thick, lustrous hair. <laughs> you say blessed, I say cursed. Yeah, because you got the more kinky version. Yeah. Okay, Jackson, what do you likey? I likey bright sellers. What? Bright sellers. What's that? It's at um like- wine delivery that I've been getting. Oh, cause bright sellers. Okay, bright I, sellers. I, I thought you were, you were giving me a hint that you're being kept somewhere against your will. No. <laughs> I like it when there's lighting in my dungeon. Like, no. okay. <laughs> I wink, just, wink. I just like wink getting. Twice if, you're, if you need I help. Just, I just like getting monthly deliveries of four different wines that are catered to my taste. Are they sent here? Yeah, there's a big box that you signed for. Or that mom signed for. Mom signed for it. Um, yeah, because you have to be over 21. Yeah, and then I'd have to show my ID, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> and she looks old enough. Yeah, it's really cute. Like, every wine bottle's got a, a different uh, sticker on it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they're all wrapped in, like, in like pretty tissue paper. They've each got a sticker. And... can't remember what one of the stickers said. They were all—all uh, all four of them were really funny. Oh, did they taste good? Yeah, because they go—they go by your own uh, palate. Like they ask you, like, what kind of cheese that you like. Like, what's your, what kind of chocolate do you prefer? What kind of juice do you drink? Aww, that sounds yeah, nice. Yeah, so it gets your palate. And for me, I'm not very sophisticated in the wine, like. I don't like old world wines. I'm very new world. Mm. I like red blends. Like red blends taste better to me because I um I like dessert wines. You know. I like dessert wines, but whenever I do like quizzes and shit, they tell me to do white wines. Oh, I also get white wines. I lean more white, mm-hmm. but my red blends are they're red blends, and my whites are they lean uh, dessert. Let me let me see for a second. I I took a picture of of the wines. Sent it, sent it out, but I want to see if I can read any of them. Oh, why limit happy to an hour? <laughs> so you make fun of me for like a puns, and yet you're all up over this like one word or one line thing. Oh, sometimes I take baths. Because it's hard to drink wine in the shower. 
<laughs> that's cute. So yeah, see? That's what comes in the box. I know this is very visual for the podcast. Yeah, I see it. Put a cork in it. So they wrap like that, but they're all different types of wine? Yeah, two of them are reds and two of them are whites. Oh, that's nice. And they're full they're full bottles, too. So How much do you pay for it? Well, my, the first delivery was like 30 bucks mm-hmm. for four wines. Second, the rest of them are going to be 60. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it helps you pick them out, too. And, you, and if you can't, last month I couldn't afford it. So I asked her if she could um, pause push it, it yeah. and push it. And she did. She, she, Your own wine concierge, you let them know. Mm-hmm. like what, And then you rate the wines, depending on how you like them. And then they'll adjust your palate. Nice. It's really cool. Yeah, it sounds nice. And also, if you pay a little bit extra, they'll pair it with some cheeses for you. With some cheeses? Cheeses. Some meats and cheeses? Some, no, just cheeses. Uh, maybe they sent cookies. <clears throat> or sweets. But, but yeah, that's my other likey. Okay, well, since you went subscription-based, I'll go subscription-based. Me likey, the book of the book month. Book of the month. Yeah. I knew it. I'm so into it, though. I love that, because you can buy, like, a six-month subscription or a three-month or whatever. We sound so highfalutin. What? I'm going to promote my wine club. What? I'm going to promote my book club. Well, I'm going to promote my book for, club. For two white girls. Because you mentioned Into wine and books. Uh, just, uh, Anywho. I do like book of the month, though. Um, it, you um, get to choose from five different books every single month, so you can... Look up their rating on Amazon if you want to. You can read the review from the personalized reviewer. Um, sometimes they have celebrity guests come in. Most of the time, though, they're like um, legit editors of either magazines or book editors or just basically important people that pick out books. And um, they send you the book along with, like, this month I also got a free mini book, which is pretty cool. I haven't read it, read it yet, but um, it was just like a little gift that they give you. Um, I know when I first signed up, I got, like, a tote bag, and I got, like, a wine cozy, and I got all this extra stuff that had the Book of the Month logo on it, which was really cool. Um, and if you don't like any of the books that month, you can choose to just not get a book that month. And then if you have, like, say, six months on your thing, then, oh, I don't want a book this month, they'll push it. So you'll still have six months. Or if you have five months left, they'll, but you don't like February selections, you can just say, okay, I don't like this selection, and then push it. Cool. Yeah, and um, each base, and if you like more than one book, like say if you're, oh, I really like this book, and I also really like this book, you can add any of the other books that they offer for nine dollars, or it's like nine ninety nine. But when you try and buy those books, like at Barnes and Noble, they're twenty four dollars, like yeah. easy because they're all hardbacks and they're yeah, really they're nice. not even available yet on paperback. Yeah, um, most of the books that they offer aren't available yet on paperback, so you're looking at twenty bucks per book, so it's a lot cheaper to just get it through them. Even if you go on Amazon, as you you know you have done yeah when i've cheated yeah because the book i wanted because yeah the, i had gone into uh, jackson's room and i saw that she had the book that was rated like book of the year and i couldn't i was like hey you know they just rated this on my book of the month club and he's like i know i got it because of that and i was like i could have got it for ten dollars <laughs> she paid like 25 for it no on amazon i paid like 15 okay. but not 25 but not 10 <laughs> Yeah, but $10 per book is really good when you're talking about hardbacks. Yeah, true. Plus, I'll got that spiffy book of the month label on them. Mm-hmm. So everyone will know. You read a book that month. 
<laughs> you got a pug that month. You not received. Not necessarily that you read it. It was delivered yeah. within a monthly time span. Yeah, and they do promotions. Like, I got the um, Amy Schumer book, The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo from Book Which of Month. Which you have spoken about before yeah, on this podcast. I know I have. It's just, uh, I still haven't gotten all the way through it. Just because she's, um, she's kind of depressing. I mean, I'm I'm already in a depressed state, and I don't want to perpetuate my depressed state. But um, I thought, I, like, I, like I said before, I thought it was going to be funnier. So I just haven't quite finished it yet. But I'll probably finish it soon. Yeah, so there we go. Us plebeians. <laughs> plebeians. Thank you for listening. I'm Jackson. What? <laughs> I'm Jackson. I'm squeezed. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm squeezed. <laughs> My name is Squeezed. I'm serious. My throat is killing me. Why didn't you have a lozenge or something? You knew we were going to be talking. Yeah, but I didn't realize it was going to get this bad. Yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy how bad your voice was getting. Alright, bye guys. Adios. Motherfucker. Amigos. Good boy. I'm learning Spanish. Thank you for listening to another You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Sydney Illustrates or at Yidemfwigs, that's at Y-D-M-F-W-G-S. Check out sydneylangley.com for further podcast entries, art updates, and future events. If you have any suggestions as to what topic we should tackle next week, please leave a comment under the blog post. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.